I don't know why, but I'm very nervous. But I know that I have a word from the Lord. Um, real quick, I'm going to say a little prayer. It's, I need it. Um, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I humbly come to you. Father God, I know that you gave me this word to present tonight. Father God, I pray that you will take this nervousness from me. Father God, your word says you have not given me a, a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I thank you for that, Father God. And I thank you for using this vessel for your glory in Jesus' name. Um, I'm not a preacher. Um, I am an exhorter, and I am a teacher. And tonight I want to speak to you <clears throat> about something that all of this started a couple of weeks ago at a women's weekly Bible study that I attend with some very precious sisters at Higher Praise. And on that particular day, um, I asked the ladies to remind me. It was about 30, 45 seconds of conversation. Um, wasn't a whole lot. And then the class went on. Except it didn't end there for me. Um, one word got spoken. Well, it could be two. Um, but anyhow, it got spoken. And, and I believe with all of my heart it was a rhema word because it wouldn't leave me. It just stuck with me. And um, the word that was spoken was plumb line. Okay, and so the Lord's had me title today's lesson with don't plumb line and then miss the mark. Don't plumb line and then miss the mark. Um, does everyone here know what a plumb line is? Because when the Lord dropped it into my spirit, I thought that I knew, but that was a chalk line. It's different. Okay. You know, I've been around a little bit of construction. Plumb line, chalk line, they sounded similar. So um, I thought that I knew, but I felt also that the Lord was speaking more to me than just this plumb line. Um, which is usually how the Holy Spirit deals with me. I get uh, bits and pieces of what I call them puzzles, and then without even a picture, I get to put the puzzle together. And God's exciting. I mean, I, I love this line of work. Um, so a dig and I did go. And wow, did I ever dig up some very great wealth, some nuggets. But see, I don't just want to keep it to myself. I have to share so, um, no, that's not a plumb line. have to have a little humor. It helps. So I went and bought a plumb line. It's on a string, and it's a little hangy thing. A little hangy thing down there at the bottom is called a bob, a plumb bob. But this is very important to people who build um, hangs wallpaper. You can use it to hang pictures. It's really important to make sure your walls plumb, which means straight. Very, very important. So, um, a plumb line is a device used to ensure the straightness of something like wallpaper, drywall, a picture or a wall itself. Having a straight wall is pretty important factor to any structure because due to gravity being such a strong force, 
I know I fall a lot. It's a, it's a strong force. <laughs> um, but due to that gravity, if the wall's not straight, it will eventually collapse. Which is where the term in this title, Miss the Mark, come from. So I need you to remember that, okay? Um, miss the Mark means to fail or be wrong. To not achieve the result that you intended or is needed. A plumb line in the Bible, yeah, it's in the Bible. I couldn't believe it. But it's also called a plummet. It is a cord with a non-magnetic weight attached to one end. When the cord is held in such a way that the weight can dangle freely, an exact vertical can be determined. It is difficult, while though in the middle of a project, to determine a true horizontal line or vertical without an object of this measuring tool. So a plumb line is needed. A plumb line, now I know I'm, I'm going into all of this, but we've got to understand this plumb line before I can go any further. Because God really he has me research things Sometimes it's a word, and I gain a lot of knowledge. But a plumb line applies the law of gravity to find right angles to indicate the most direct route from top to bottom and to keep things plumb, vertical or straight. A plumb line doesn't change or move with the whims of a carpenter. It remains true and all work must line up with it or risk being crooked okay so now that um, we know what the worldly plumb line is the Lord kept drawing me back to mine or dig deeper into his word for the spiritual part of it because I know when God speaks to me something in the natural there's a spiritual connected to it but it takes a little work. So again, uh, Dig and I did go. Um, a spiritual plumb line. That's a spiritual plumb line. That's a King James Bible on the end of this line. It helps get a vertical reference line to ensure our structure is centered and straight. This has a lot to do with righteousness. That is living in right relationship with God and neighbor. And again, this plumb line of the Bible should not change or move with the whims of a person. We can't rip pages out because we don't agree with it. God wrote it. It's in there. And we have to take the whole truth. And all work that's done must line up with it or risk being crooked and potentially crumble. Now I'm talking about us. This house. The term plumb line is used in scripture in several contexts. 
The Lord pictures himself as a builder in Isaiah 28 and 16. See, I lay a stone in Zion and tested a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. God himself lays that cornerstone. That's what we are to build off of. But without a plumb line of the word of God, we're in trouble. Jesus Christ is the precious cornerstone. And the Lord builds, as the Lord builds his kingdom, he will ensure it is perfect in every way. According to Isaiah 28 and 17, which reads, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. There will be no crookedness or sin in the kingdom of God. When the Jews returned from captivity in Babylon, they began to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. For a time, the work languished. Now, I had no clue what that meant, but I couldn't skip it because I could miss something. Languish means it grew weak or weary. And God sent the prophets Zechariah and Haggai to spur the people on to finish the rebuilding. That's what God sent me here tonight to do. To spur you on. Spur. You know, that's a cowboy thing. They wore them on their boots. And they would, sorry, but kick the horse and spur it on. Consider this a loving kick. The message, and it's not just for you. God give this to me first. I, I've done had to say, all right, Lord, I, I can see where I've, I'm not as straight as what I need to be. So I'm not just pointing fingers out here. It's for all of us. The message was encouraging. Do not despair over the small beginnings. God will see to it that the temple is completed. And Zerubbabel, the governor, will oversee the project. In Zechariah 4 and 10, it reads, Whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. In Amos 7, 7 through 8, it reads, This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people. I will spare them no longer. When God said that he was setting a plumb line among his people, he was declaring an end to their attempts to justify their crooked ways. The Lord was setting a standard. God does not negotiate his laws. He does not change with whims of the culture. In Numbers 23 and 19 in the Living Bible, it reads, God is not a man that he should lie. He doesn't change his mind like humans do. Has he ever promised without doing what he said? 
I find the promises of the Word of God to be true. I can absolutely, positively count on them. God's moral law is the plumb line against which we determine what's right and wrong. Now, I can think something's right, and I could be wrong. Or I could think something's wrong, and I could be right. But I'm not going to know unless it lines up with that plumb line right here, the Word of God. That's what's going to let me know. I don't need nobody else telling me. They can help me. But that word, when somebody tells me something, I'm still going to go to that word and make sure that it's plumb and straight. Because a lot's at stake here. Just as a carpenter's plumb line is not subject to the opinion or the frustrations of the worker, so God's moral standards are not subject to the opinions of man. Isn't that awesome? That's an amen right there. Wise people are those who line up their lives according to God's plumb line, rather than trying to move it to satisfy their own agenda. Are we ever seeing that right now? God wants his people. Uh, anybody in here his people? God wants his people to be right with him. He wants the sin that makes us crooked removed immediately. Especially now as we see the day approaching. God's word is the plumb line for us to live by that helps us be aware of our sins and our wicked ways. And I'll come back to that in a minute. So after reading and digging up all of this, the scripture Matthew seven thirteen through 14 was dropped into my spiritual hearing. So I went to read it and now I'm going to share it with you. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereof, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth into life, and few there be that find it. It said, first of all, enter ye in. God's asking us to take action right there. Why? Because can, destruction can be canceled by repentance. Or life can be canceled by sin. This scripture also mentions narrow is the way. See, there is only one way to enter into eternal life with God, and that's Jesus Christ. One way. Sadly, that scripture's also said, and few be that find it. Why? Why few? Because it is a personal choice to walk that road. And to stay on the plumb line of God's word. Believing in Jesus is the only way to heaven. 
because he alone died for our sins and makes us right and pure before God. He alone. Living his way, most generally, doesn't seem to be very popular. But it is true and it is right. Thank God that there is one way. Jesus is the gate for the sheep. That would be us. In John 10 and 7, it reads, Verily, verily. Now, I don't talk like that, so I had to look that up. Surely, surely, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And from what this was telling me is that in order to enter in the gate, the door, we better be walking straight instead of crooked. Now, God gives me visuals, and I've seen this before my eyes as plain as day, and it took me a while to get it onto the paper. In order to stay straight, we need a plumb line. And again, Jesus and God's word is our plumb line. It is the absolute truth for us to walk straight by. Without this truth, then we are open to accepting false truth. And it came to me in the, in the scripture of Matthew seven thirteen and 14, that the word straight, S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T, is not spelled that way, but rather S-T-R-A-I-T. Hmm, that got my curiosity up. So I looked up this word, S-T-R-A-I-T, which means route or channel, so narrow as to make the passage difficult. The narrow passage will then take more discipline and concentration to line up to the entrance gate. Allow me to reread Matthew 7, 13 and 14, adding that little new information. Enter ye in at the straight, S-T-R-A-I-T, narrow, difficult route and channel of a gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there will be that go in therein, because straight, S-T-R-A-I-T, is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. God wants us all to see how greatly important it is for us to use his plumb line, the Bible. Because if we do not use the absolute truth of the word of God, the plumb line, we will more than likely find ourselves in the end of this life far from the entrance to heaven's gate. I mean, that, that was a powerful vision that I seen. The gate would, we would be so far because we just keep building on something that's crooked and not straight. And at the end of this life, we could be so far from that narrow entrance that we could miss it. 
And I found that pretty important factor. And I don't believe God gave me this to keep to myself. Luke 13, 24 through 27 reads, Strive to enter in at the S-T-R-A-I-T, straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut the door, and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know ye not whence ye are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drank in thy presence, and thou hast taught in the streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know ye not whence ye are. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. Mm. Finding salvation requires more concentrated effort than most are willing, though, to put forth. Most people won't even bother to get that plumb line out. Oh, that wall looks straight to me. Don't you think that looks straight to you, Larry? Let's just go ahead and start building. And by the time you get around to that, back to that corner, you, you, your walls ain't going to meet. And it's going to be the same way if we think we can build our spiritual walk with the Lord without the plumb line of the Word of God. We're going to be off. It takes more than just going to church. See, that was my problem in the first 10 years of my walk with the Lord. I went to church. I got saved and I went to church every time the doors was open. And one day at the altar, I felt like the Lord asked me a question. If you was to die today, would you go to heaven? And I went, Pfft. Yeah, I'm at church all the time. But I felt him grieving. That changed my life. I thought, then there's got to be more to it. And I'm missing it. I'm missing that mark. See, I was going to church, but I wasn't using a plumb line. So I had to start all over ten years in. Oh, I was saved. But I wouldn't have made it in because I wouldn't have been nowhere near the door. It takes more than just going to church. It takes what I call, and one day, I'm not very good at English, and I was trying to write the word relationship, but it come out on the paper, real-lationship. We can't, we can't play at this. We got to be real. 100%. Because like the patches on mine and Larry's sickle vest say, 99.5% won't do. We need to be in a real relationship with Jesus, which is the utmost important. We cannot save ourselves. There is no way we can work ourselves through that narrow gate into God's favor without the plumb line of the Word of God. But we can work hard to get in through that narrow by earnestly desiring to know Jesus and diligently striving to follow him, whatever the cost. Oh, well, to serve Jesus, you've got to give up stuff. Yep, I gave up misery for joy. <laughs> I gave up pain for peace. Yeah, he'll ask you to give up stuff, 
But he'll always give you something better. Something greater. So don't let the, the devil fool you. Again, we need the plumb line of the Word of God. Dare not, though, to put this off because without the plumb line of God's Word keeping us straight, we could very well end up afar off of the door and the opening. The plumb line is needed so we will not lean too far to the left. I mean, I felt like I'm kind of leaning tonight because I've got a little bit of an uh, ear issue and, and it's, it's wanting to make me lean, or, you know. But if I lean too far, well, this old girl's going to fall over. But the plumb line is needed so we don't lean too far to the left or to the right. If we're not straight, the force of gravity of this world's evil pulls us crooked. And we will eventually collapse. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In Zechariah 4, 9, and 10, it reads, The hands of Zerubbabel, help me out here, Zerubbabel. Say that three times fast. I can't say it once, so let's just... Zerubbabel, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know, recognize, and understand fully that the Lord of hosts has sent me as his messenger to you, who with reason despises the day of small things, beginnings. For these seven eyes shall rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which roam throughout the earth. And one thing is for sure, we can't be led by our feelings, oh, feelings. Many times they ain't nary a lick straight, but very fur off. That's what feelings will get you. Only measure our straightness by the plumb line of God's standards found in the Bible. I have a couple of examples that the Lord has given to me to help us get a further visual of what I'm talking about. Here's the first example. A young couple saying they feel and believe that God would understand if they move in together to save money and not stress over the high cost of their going because they're going to be getting married and it's expensive. Well, this may sound reasonable, but which plumb line are you using? Because the Bible, the only way to make sure that we're building this relationship, our new lives together, straight, is we got to start with a firm, strong foundation. And Hebrews 13 and 4 reads, I'm going to use this plumb line to give you the truth about this. Marriage is to be held in honor among all that is regarded as something of great value. And the marriage bed undefiled by immorality or by any sexual sin. For God will judge the sexual, the sexual immoral, and adulterous. That's God's plumb line. 
And if you don't go by that, and you think it's okay because it sounds good and you feel like, remember the feelings, you're going to miss the door. God's plumb line is the only way to make sure that a marriage doesn't start off crooked, leaning, giving gravity a much greater chance to collapse your marriage. And here's another example about God's plumb line and what it has showed me after doing much studying. See, there's another scripture that's just, I, I just can't get out of, out of my heart, my spirit, my mind, my everything. Second uh, Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, now this is God speaking to the Christians. If my people who are called by my name humbles themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. And I've been asking God, what are these wicked ways? And I've guessed it a time or two. See, uh, uh, America's wall is crooked because we've turned away from God's plumb line. The turning from our, God's people, wicked ways has been so disturbing me that I have stayed at it until it was shown to me exactly what these wicked ways are. Lack of humility, prayerlessness, are you guys ready? And seeking other things, idols and little gods, before seeking His face. We must get the Lord's plumb line and keep in constant check, making sure that we are always lining up, going straight, not just for our eternity, but for, not just for our right now. Those are both correct, but also for our nation. Again, it says, if my people who are called by my name humbles themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. If I'm spending more time on the computer or TV than I do in the Word of God, the TV's my idol. We got to turn from that. Turn it off. Read your Bible. The TV is the majority of the time rotten and crooked and untrue. But the Bible is true. Again in Zechariah 4 and 10, it says, Whoever has despised the day of small things will rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Being so consumed with only doing bigger 
and being more beautiful is not always better. I know that's what the world says. What we do for God may seem small and insignificant at times, like reading our Bible daily for a quality amount of time or being a witness or a mentor to one single person. It might not make the difference to the whole world, but it sure will to that one person. We have to do what God says is right. We don't need a platform to reach a lost loved one. We need a plumb line. Remember, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. And there's a crown and you can win it if you'll go. In Jesus' name. Not a whole lot, but little is much if God is in it. Woo! I mean, that just makes me happy. I used to think, if I don't know this whole word, I can't speak nothing. God shows me exactly what I need to speak, but I can't remember the word. He'll bring it back as long as I've got it in there. You know, I can't pull something out of something if nothing's in there. So, so just begin where you are and give your best. Give your best. And leave the result to God. But let's be committed to His plumb line for all that we say and do. And in closing... Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained it, this goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, that I have made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Don't let anything take your eyes off of our goal, especially what's going on right now. You know, I had trouble in the beginning because I wanted to kind of get a little anxious. And I was praying and I said, oh Lord, what, well what am I supposed to do, God? I, you can't help but see what's going on in the world. I said, what do you want me to do? Put my blinders on? And he said, yeah, I gave it to you. And I said, what? And he said, well, just look. And I'm sitting right there next to Larry, and I turn around and look, and 
Can, can you bring me my prayer shawl real quick? I normally have it around my neck, but I was afraid that it would distract me. The Lord told me to wear this. And I really don't care what people think when I've got it on. Because I got to keep my house straight. And in all honesty, I wish people would ask me, what is that? Of course, you know, they might if I get to the point and I'm in Walmart and I'm having anxiety. Because this is a prayer shawl. It's a replica. But when you put on a prayer shawl to go to God in prayer, I lose sight of everything over here and everything over here, and I'm focused. So prayer is your blinders. We've got to keep our focus right now. Keep it on the goal of the upward call. It's up to us whether we miss the mark or not. We can try to lay blame on anybody and everybody, but when we stand before God, he, He's going to judge us for what we did and did not do. Know that Satan will try to convince you that your sin, because, you know, we will fall. My Bible tells me though a righteous man, somebody, a human in right standing with God, though a righteous man falls seven times, get up. I mean, it really is that simple. Know that Satan will, though, try to convince you that your sin renders you useless to God. That, a, that is a, a lie straight from the author and the father of liars. As soon as you slip off the mark of the plumb line, don't keep building. Right then, you've realized, I'm off the mark. The deceiver, he's going to roar. Your future. You're a failure. You're not going to go nowhere. You are of now no use to God. This can bring a deep sense of defeat and hopelessness. Um, unless you got the plumb line. Yet there is no freedom that compares to a soul set free by God's Amazing grace. Oh, how sweet that sound. Who saved? Woo! I mean, we got to think about the words to these songs that we sing. I was once blind, but now I see. I see there's more than just going to church. Carrying it around don't do no good neither. I actually have to open it and apply it to my life. When God's people allows God's truth, the plumb line, to realign them to God's will and God's standard, then the power of God will be released through you. The truth will set you free. The plumb line in 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God 
wants us to start using the plumb line to realign and then he will restore both us and America. And we need to be restored. So thank you very much. That's all God's given to me for this time and this season. But I think it was just a, a powerful, powerful word. Hey, everybody, Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just uh, am so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again uh, next time. God bless you. We'll see you soon.